Welcome to Jesus Dates. She called me and said that, hey, you should, um, you should head home. <sighs> yeah, I was just literally in the middle of mowing that day, and it just kind of came out of nowhere, and I just knew I had to get home. where we hear real stories of how God is moving in the lives of very real people. Whether he's led them to a mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. Okay, so what can you tell me about your parents? What are they like? <laughs> okay, so um, my dad is kind of your <laughs> like cliche kind of rough but not too rough kind of very manly holds a lot of his emotions in um but you definitely know he's emotional like i don't really tell my dad i love him and he doesn't really tell me he loves me but like we just know it's one of those things yeah you just know (laughs) like when you pound it or something that's where like you feel the love yeah um but yeah like my dad is just an amazing like he's always helped me with everything um building wise like helping me with my car, um, teaching me how to like actually work, um, especially for the swimming pool business. I started working when I was 11. Um, and so I feel like he's just kind of always given me that like work ethic. My mom is like, I, in a way I'm a mama's boy because I just think my, you know, my brother hung out with my dad more and I hung out with my mom more just cause that's just what happened. I think we're just into different things, but yeah, with my mom, I just, Literally, I can't express enough how much, <clears throat> how much she supported me and like everything. And like, she always had this like rule where she would um, just help me. Like, if if she knew I wanted to buy something, she would almost always like make me work and like make like fifty percent of it. But she would always help me like get fifty percent of the way there. Nice. Um, and just like. Just, like, the trips for basketball tournaments that she, like, orchestrated and led and, you know, in high school. And just the fact that she visited me in college and drove out multiple times. And she's surprised me so many times with, like, well, not so many times. But I've had, like, my first two cars, she, like, made a huge surprise. and like, Oh, wow. I just, yeah, like, I just feel like my parents are amazing and they've supported me through everything they supported a graphic design (laughs) like me wanting to go into graphic design in college so yeah i love it i love it okay so you've touched on a little bit of what you do now but i guess if you could describe what your life looks like now where are you at and what do you do cool so i currently work for a company called live by um we're basically creating long story short we're creating um neighborhood content and and community content for real estate brokers and agents um and our goal is to help them um boost their seo with with their web pages and we're really trying to help home buyers get to know areas more than just um like the homes themselves so we're kind of like once you get past the home part like you love a home it's like okay we'll dig deeper and find out about the area so and then i do a lot of freelance graphic design on the side i love it a wide range of things i love it okay so (laughs) so i've asked you to share a story about when you knew god was working in your life and alive and active in your life and so where does your story begin 
Okay, so my story begins the, I think I'm almost positive it was the soft, my sophomore year in college. Um, it all started <laughs> um, when I was mowing lawns for Summit Lawns in the summer as just a part-time thing. Um, I was weed whacking at someone's house in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I get a phone call from my sister-in-law, and she had told me that my mom at the time had um, started... Wow, I, I'm not even going to be able to talk about it. That's My mom at the time um, <clears throat> had gotten cancer. And so at this point, I, you know, we thought she was kind of getting better. Um, but my sister-in-law called me and said, hey, you should... <clears throat> oh, dang it. She called me and said that, hey, you should, <clears throat> you should head home. Because your mom isn't doing super well. So at that point, <clears throat> I completely just like broke down in that moment. And I kind of ran up to Ted Glazer and I was like, hey, so this is happening. I think I need to get home as fast as possible. Um, I, I was kind of like just just like I knew I had to get home um, to see my mom because I guess I didn't really realize how bad it had gotten at that point. Um, which is a lot of them like kind of keeping it from me because they just didn't want me to worry about it a lot. So anyways, it all started yeah, so then. Go ahead. If I could ask real quick, what, um, so when you get the phone call, were you shocked or was it, you like you said, very unexpected because you thought it was getting better? Yeah, it was completely unexpected. Um, I, yeah, I was just literally in the middle of mowing that day and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I just knew I had to get home. So did you just pick up and and leave right then? So I ended up um, driving home. I wasn't too far from where I was staying at the time. And a couple people came over. I think uh, Richard, Michael Paradise, the pastor at um, the CBC Church. Basically, this area that I lived is like close to Union College and close to um, the church. So it was like everyone that I was kind of close to at the time was able to come at that time and kind of help me gather my stuff. And they were people were they were trying to help me get a plane ticket, but there really wasn't a lot of options for that. And so Lincoln to Michigan where I lived was about ten hours. And so I think people were worried that I wasn't gonna be able to make it, like because I was so like emotional and everything and just like breaking down. But I was just like, I have to do it. So I think initially this is kind of where one point where I felt like after we prayed and got my stuff together, I was like, okay, like, I just have to get home. I have to trust that God's going to get me there. Um, I think I left around, like, maybe it was, like, 10 a.m. So, like, it wasn't too late in the day. It was kind of, like, at least not, like, driving at night. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're thinking of getting home, when your uh, family was talking to you, was it like, hey, she has only a couple of days left or is it like hey just come visit her they yeah so my sister-in-law Lene, she basically just said your mom's not doing super well um it's just get home as soon as you can it, it wasn't like i guess i i didn't think like oh no she has like two days to live it was just like get home as fast as you can but like you know be safe but but yeah i didn't really have an idea um, how long or whatever, but I, I know the first thing, man, I'm getting so emotional already. <clears throat> the first thing that I did 
was I called my mom and I just said, just in case, <laughs> leave me a voicemail. So I just called my mom and I said, hey, this is why you don't do videos. Because <laughs> you can see me. It's okay. So the first thing I did, I called my mom, or I guess I called my dad and I said, hey, can I talk to mom? How is she doing? <clears throat> and I just, oh my goodness, this is so weird. I asked her, I asked her to, uh, I asked her to call me and just leave me a voicemail. <sighs> wow, this is so hard. I called her and I asked her to leave a voicemail just in case she didn't make it by the time I got home. Just, I just, uh, I just asked her to leave me a voicemail telling me she loved me just in case. I wasn't going to see her in person. So anyways, let's move on from this and maybe we'll come back. <clears throat> okay. So did she did she do it? Yeah, so she called me and left me a voicemail and I was just like crying the whole way home and Yeah, so I mean I was able to talk to her, which was great. Um it wasn't just like like it yeah. Yeah, I I was able to still hang out with her once I got home. Not to like spoil the story, but I made it home. And you can ask some more questions. Okay. By the uh -huh. time we got home, were you able to process some of it? And yeah, so um, I think on my on the way there, I was just praying constantly, just saying, "Please help me make it there safely. Please, like, don't like, don't let it happen. Like, let me at least make it home first. Like, I just really, I didn't really know." exactly like what the state of the situation was but i just knew i had to get there and um once i finally got there i think there was a sigh of relief i think uh some of my family some of my aunts were there my mom's sisters and yeah i mean like already i think people had started like bringing food over to our house um i think i i had learned that oh no maybe not yet yeah so anyways got home i felt like I was just glad to have made it. It was a safe trip. I didn't, nothing happened on the way. And, um, so when you got there, yeah, when you got there, what was the situation like as far as like, Hey, um, did like, did it feel like this was the end or did it feel like you, um, no, I mean, not, not right when I got there. I definitely was like, I was asking, like, for more information. I think I was a little bit angry that, like, I just, at that time, I didn't know how bad it was. And so I was just like, why didn't they tell me this earlier? Like, I was, in a way, mad at my parents, but, like, also mad at my family for not telling me. But, like, also, I as I started to learn more, I kind of, like, it kind of happened abruptly. So... She had gone through chemo for the first time and had made it through pretty well. She was um, doing like starting to like her diet was completely changing. And I think for a couple months she had been doing great. Um, but she what had ha what had happened, I think, the day before was she was trying to lift something in the house or get something from a high high up area on a chair. And she actually fell and she broke her leg 
And so because of this, her immune system was just weak and they just knew that like it would be hard to recover. So I think she's still, I think she was still at the time going through some of the treatments. Um, but like that was kind of like the last straw, like her body was just really weak and yeah. So that's kind of why it was abrupt because she had like fallen and hurt herself. <clears throat> so what happens next? I think I'm, if I remember correctly, my mom was sleeping. I think I definitely went in there to try to talk to her for a sec. I think we talked. It's hard for me to remember that, but I know for sure I pretty much just like went to bed, like sobbing <laughs> and like crying. Um, and then I remember like the next day um, I was, you know, she was able to get up and I could just tell at that point she was like insanely weak. I still didn't want to be like, well, this is going to be like the last few days. I was just like hoping and praying that that wasn't. Um, but yeah, so sorry, I kind of went away. From, but yeah, I pretty much just went to sleep that night <laughs> and it was just like I was exhausted. How many days did you have with her or was it was it shortly after that something happened or did she get better? Or what ended up happening? Yeah, so it... <sighs> I'm, I feel like things start to get blurry. I mean, it's only been like five years, but I think it was such an emotional time that like I'm struggling to remember some of the details. However, I think it was about a week that we had with her. So I had a few days, um, maybe maybe a week and a half, two weeks at the most. Um, but yeah, it was just like, like we, I think I slowly caught on to the fact that like, this is probably going to be it. I think the first two, maybe two or three days I was like, no, like maybe there's a chance that like, you know, she's not going to pass away. Um, <clears throat> but I think, yeah, like I just kind of like, I don't know. I didn't know a lot about this. I haven't experienced a lot of things like this. So I was just like hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, like I just remember we <laughs> we were huh, we were able to watch some like a really good sermon um, about salvation with her, and like we got some really good photos with her, and <laughs> so yeah, I mean like towards the end, I just once once the hospice. Um, like the hospice showed up that's when I kind of like realized like this was I yeah I just knew like it was pretty much coming to an end how, so how 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 was she doing at this time was she at peace or was she yeah I mean I think she <clears throat> I think she was at peace like 100% I think it was nice that you know <sighs> <clears throat> But, yeah, I definitely, like, feel like she was at peace. And <laughs> I'm honestly just so thankful that I had, like, you know, a week and a half with her. <sighs> I think looking back, I, like, <sighs> I know she just, like, I, I she didn't want to tell me how bad it was because she wanted me to just, like, uh, she wanted me to enjoy college and like not worry about this. I think like if I would have known, then I probably would have just like dropped out of college sooner and like just spent more time at home. But I knew that's like not what she she wanted me to be doing. So, so 
after she passed away, I guess what happened next and what 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 was your thought process with God or just what life was going to be like afterwards? Yeah, so I think I was just I I was really shocked like that it had really happened. Um I remember <clears throat> just like being there in the last moment and then I don't know, maybe like after maybe a half an hour, I just remember going down into my room and I was just like, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of be alone. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, but I, I actually remember my aunt was like, you know, yelling down to just, she was like, so there's some, like a couple people coming to like, just be available if you need to talk to them. And I was like, honestly, I just like want to be alone. <laughs> and so I just remember just like, breaking down in my room and thinking to myself, like, I just, I'm shocked. Um, but you know, such a weird way, I just felt like at peace. And I just questioned, like, I was like, how, how am I at peace? How, how am I like, okay? Um, and I like, I honestly didn't have a lot of anger. I felt like, why don't I have anger? Like, why don't I have these like, angry feelings at God and like, you know, I don't know, just these things. But I think ultimately where I feel like Jesus was there was just like throughout the whole last two weeks. Um, I just feel like this was the first time I really felt like just that peace was God. I just really, truly think that I couldn't have made it like a 10 hour drive and just like, I get really emotional. (laughs) And so I don't think like a lot of people don't think rationally when they're emotional, but I just, I felt like through everything, he had just been there through other people, support, um, just everything. Like, I don't know, this is, which is weird because like at the end of it all, like the day of, I just felt like God was with me and like, it's just, yeah, like this is now kind of like my story. So if I ever, you know, talk to other people about this kind of thing, like I should point to Christ more and like, not like, I wouldn't want anyone to, I I don't want anyone else to get angry at God because I do know some people in my life who have gotten angry at God when someone had, you know, really close to them passed away. Yeah. I think that's super powerful. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who have gone through, you know, terrible experiences and like, And so I'm super thankful that you're willing to share this. And I, and I just have a couple, and I just have a couple more questions. Yeah. Looking back at this whole story or I don't know, how how often do you talk about this story? (laughs) I feel like I truly, I don't talk about this story a lot. I think maybe there's been four or five times where I've talked about it, um, in the last few years because like I just can't I can't talk about it because it's so emotional and so heavy um but yeah like there there has actually been a time real quick there there was um a student at Union College recently who actually reached out to me this was maybe like a month or two ago and she just said hey Zach like I go to Union College. I, um, I'm friends with some of these people that you know. Um, I heard about your story with your mom. And I just think oh, it's wow. like, wow. it's just so crazy. But I like, I, 
I just like have so much hope from it because she had almost the exact same situation happen to her. And so it was like, I don't know, like a blessing to hear that from someone else. Like she just approached me and was like, Hey, like, this is just kind of crazy, but we have a similar story. And I, yeah, I just feel for you and I love you. And it was super cool. Wow. Yeah. To be able to like share that hope with each other. Yeah. So I guess looking back on this story and reflecting and seeing how God was was with you, I guess how does that help you, I guess, moving forward into, like, the unknown of life, I guess? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like, again, th- this was, I think, about five years ago. And I feel like even just from five years, I've like grown and learned like so much that I'm like even just like a completely different person now. But again, like I think to answer your question, I think it's just ultimately this idea of it really gives me hope for something more like somehow in like this super depressing story. I just it like motivates me to want to keep finding a relationship with God because ultimately I want other people to feel hopeful. I want to feel hopeful. Um, And it's like my, I don't know, like if there's nothing more than this earth, and that's pretty depressing, but I feel like I want to see my mom in heaven. And so ultimately, (laughs) yeah, that's what I try to think about the most. Yeah, absolutely. If Mm. all what we had was like, um, what was the saying where it's like the the most certain thing in life is death and taxes. But the thing is, like, if if that's literally all... And I know (laughs) how much we hate taxes, right? So the thing is, but, like, like, if that's all we had, then there's literally no hope. And so you're saying, like, hey, at at least we do have a hope of something more than death and taxes. 100%. Yeah. I guess the biggest takeaway for me is that even in, like, this sounds so cliche, but even in like the darkest times, like look for peace and look for understanding. Don't get angry like at God, because I truly believe everything happens for a reason and search for the peace. Search for the peace. I love it. like to share your story of how God is working in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Days voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message on our Instagram page at The Current Ministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post, and this is your host Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus State. Can you can you say something like Kip and Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Jeez, Napoleon. Wait, wait. Let me think of like the best line. Uh, yeah. So she's she's got sandy blonde hair, um, a pretty good looking face, but I'm just so po'd. She hasn't sent me a full body shot yet. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> LaFonda is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm 100% sure she's my soulmate. I'm sure there's a babe out there for you, too. Oh, I love it. It's perfect.
That's perfect. 